Come be a part of the Tea Party with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board Doc Holliday's Tea Party right now. It's only a click away. Welcome, Patriots. We're fully into February. You're listening to Doc Holliday's Tea Party. I'm your host, Ed Holliday. You're listening to us on webtalkradio.net. That's webtalkradio.net. Got a lot to tell you. Florida is over. Where's the race going for the Republican nomination? Some say it's already won by Mitt Romney. Others say, no, there is another. There's a chance for is Santorum. Is there a chance? Is there a chance for Newt? How many times can he get pulled underwater and then come struggling back to the surface? So we'll see if Newt can do it again. Today's show, we got a lineup. I told you last week we're going to have a, a Doc Holliday's rock-splitting Obama fact, and it's coming up at the end of the show. And also we got uh, coming up this week's Tombstone of the Week Award. And so we got a lot of things to talk about. And three things we're going to do today is hit the news about Florida, about the uh, primary, where it's going. Then uh, instead of an interview this week, we're going to have, we're going to listen to some of the, the speech after the Florida primary from Newt Gingrich and from Rick Santorum. We'll talk a little bit about what they have to say. And then, yes, we got to get into where are we going? Where's the Tea Party movement going? Where are, is the conservative movement going? What's going on out here between the primaries of the presidential race? Look at the primaries for uh, our uh, incumbents in Congress, whether they be Democrat or Republican. There's people jumping in the races. So we're going to talk about that. And one thing I have to tell you, <laughs> one thing we have to know Boy, when the establishment got threatened, those who want to pick the candidate, and Mitt Romney is the, evidently the candidate of choice by the establishment, whoever they are, we're going to talk about that in a minute, but man, can you buy, <laughs> you, can, you, can you say buy uh, enough ads to just uh, plaster somebody? Well, there's one thing that you can talk about but can you buy love? You can't can't buy love. You you might be able to buy a a Republican nomination down in Florida. Can't buy me love. That's what the Beatles sang. And that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about can you buy the the presidency of the United States? Can you buy the Republican nomination? Can the establishment, can those who call themselves the establishment, can they buy and purchase who they want to be in? And if they are, is that a puppet master? Is that... Uh, is that who we have in the White House now with uh, Barack Obama and George Soros and how he wants to pull the strings and, and take America to the socialist uh, nirvana? <laughs> have you heard it before? Socialist nirvana? <laughs> Under other names, it's called a utopia. 
and everything's just going to be just dandy when the liberals get complete control. Isn't that what we had under Pelosi, Reed, and Obama? <laughs> did, did we not have the socialism's nirvana? Did, did, it, did you feel good about those two years when they had absolute control of everything? No, I didn't either. There's a lot of things we do have to talk about, and we're going to get to those. And uh, number one, let's get to some news about Florida. What what do you think about Florida? Well, I'll tell you what I thought. I thought that uh, Newt Gingrich came out of South Carolina just surging, and I really thought he would do better in Florida. I thought Rick Santorum had some good debates in Florida. thought he might see uh, some... Uh, uptick in the poll numbers he really didn't so what happened in florida well you all you have read the news and read the blogs and figured out you know how did san how did uh, santorum and gingrich together did not get enough votes really to uh, if you add them together romney still beat them by a couple points so when you look at that romney really really surged ahead in florida and i'm going to give romney uh, uh, congratulations, boy, he, he went after it. I think they spent somewhere between 15 and $17 million for Florida. <laughs> Poor old Rick Santorum. That <laughs> boggles his mind, I'm sure. He's, he's glad if he can, he can raise a million, much less spend $15, $17 million in one state. And Newt had some money from and got help from PACs, super PACs, but even that, I think he got out spent three to one or four to one by the Romney. Basically, this is what it is. Uh, let me tell you, if for those who hadn't figured it out, the establishment was embarrassed in South Carolina. You saw people crawling out of the woodworks, everybody from Bob Doe to uh, Senator McCain. <laughs> you had everybody crawling out of the woodwork. Anybody was ever anybody in the Republican Party in the leadership, they came out strong for Romney. They were saying, no newt, no newt, no newt. <laughs> and, and, and basically, when Newt Gingrich, he claimed, and if you heard the clips, he claimed he was carpet bombed. Well, <laughs> I, and, and physically and politically, in political terms, he was. I mean, they came after him with a vengeance because if you listen to last week's show with Steve Dace, and if you didn't get to hear last week's show, go back and listen to Steve Dace. D Steve said this, conservative talk show, and he's not a friend of Romney, and he said that Romney's campaign was on life support. Well, <laughs> he came out of IOU, I mean, the intensive care unit, ICU, very, very quickly, didn't he? And that was a help from the establishment. Everybody that's anybody in the conservative blogosphere and <clears throat> conservative media, they came out big time for uh, Mitt Romney. I mean, it just came with a vengeance. Everybody, Chris Christie, they had, of course, uh, you had Bob McConnell. We had him on our show. We played a clip from him a couple weeks ago. And so all these governors, the senators, they've come out and said, Mitt Romney's the man. He's the man. And so what are we supposed to do if we are conservative? Many of us in the Republican Party going to participate in the Republican primary, and our leaders tell us, you shall vote for Mitt Romney. And if a handful of you don't, you'll, you'll make it look like we got a real 
uh, contender here, a real contest. Well, I tell you, excuse me, <laughs> I didn't get involved with the Tea Party for somebody to tell me who needs to be our next president. How about you? Well, that's why we are putting up a fight here. Am I for Newt Gingrich? Am I for Rick Santorum? You've heard me pitch them both. And I told you about the story about the Yoda moment. That time in Yoda, everybody, when uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi told Yoda, looking at Luke Skywalker, said, he's our last hope. And Yoda said, no, there is another. So is it Santorum or is it Newt? But one of them has a chance. And if this thing goes all the way to the convention, and, and I know pundits say it's not going to go that far now, but if it goes all the way to the convention, then you don't know, we don't know what will happen. So I don't mind Santorum as much if you like Newt and you want Newt to win this thing and you're just, uh, just begging for Santorum to get out. <clears throat> don't worry about that. Santorum's delegates will be very valuable and he can turn those delegates loose for who he wants. And those are the things that make uh, broker convention very, very um, uh, unnerving for others. It's very uncertain what could happen. And then is the, if the establishment wants Romney, do you want to go to a convention and where they are con the control players? I think Newt has got a chance, and I think Rick Santorum still has a chance. Uh, those who saw us all were uh, Freeze Foster, a multi-millionaire, I believe he's a billionaire, but he's come out saying he's going to help put some money in a pack for Rick Santorum. So there's some things happening in this political race. It's not over. And the most important thing for you to know is this. We do have an effect on who's going to be the conservative nominee, the conservative to run against Barack Obama. And we do have to keep the main thing, the main thing, no matter what happens, as bad as politics get, as bad as Newt and uh, Romney throwing mud all over each other, as bad as that gets, we never need to keep our eyes off. This country cannot take four more years of president downgrade. President uh, Barack Obama, president who, who has done so much to undermine the strengths of this country, from economics to the, the cultural and the spiritual, this president has undermined the traditional values that have made America great. And in four more years, it, it scares me what would happen if he got four more years. So don't let this fight between Romney and Gingrich and Santorum and Ron Paul, do not let it get under your skin to say that you won't go vote. No matter what happens, whoever the nominee is, if it goes to a broker convention and Bugs Bunny comes out as nominee, we gotta get behind Bugs Bunny, okay? I know that's funny, and but I have to tell you, we gotta keep our eyes and our focus and our energy on making sure this country moves forward. If you don't care for Mitt Romney, if he gets the nomination, we've got to get behind him and realize we are in a long-term struggle. Everybody in the Tea Party movement knew 2010 was just the first step. And we cannot get disillusioned. It takes perseverance. And some people go, well, when, when does it stop? When does the, the duty for your country end? Whenever that ends, that's when you can stop. 
But duty calls now more than ever. Very important election. Let's just read. You remember what Theodore Roosevelt said. I'm going to say this, and then we're going to move on to the next segment. And I do have something I want to tell you about before I read this quote from Theodore Roosevelt talking about past presidents. Let me ask you a question. And after we hear from Newt Gingrich and Rick Santorum, I'm going to give you an answer. But I, I want you to be thinking about it. I'm going to give you a multiple choice, make this easy. Who has the oldest living grandsons? They were granddaughters, but we know there's a couple of grandsons from a president of the United States and that are still living today. And I'm going to give you multiple choice, uh, and uh, you get four chances. First, A, these are living grandsons alive here in 2012. Would the grandson, there's two of them, the grandsons, would their grandfather be Grover Cleveland? Would it be U.S. Grant? Or would it be Abraham Lincoln? Or would it be President John Tyler? Now that goes way on back, <laughs> way on back. And so pick, pick your bet, take your uh, place. That's between those four presidents, Grover Cleveland, U.S. Grant, Abraham Lincoln, or John Tyler. One of those presidents has two living grandsons still alive today. So I'll tell you about that just after we do the uh, Newt Gingrich and Rick Santorum. Now, <laughs> let me read this quote. This is from, you've heard this about the man in the arena, and this is what I want to talk about as far as this primary, what you're doing and I'm doing, and what the Tea Party movement is doing, and we're more, and we're more than just a Tea Party movement. We are conservatives who are concerned enough about this nation that we're going to take a stand. And remember the man in the arena. This is what Theodore Roosevelt said, quote, It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles, or where the doer of deeds could have done better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs and comes up short again and again, because there is no effort without error or shortcoming. But who knows the great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself for a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least he fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who knew neither victory nor defeat, unquote, from Teddy Roosevelt. That's you and me, folks. That's you and me. Let's get down in here, get dirty, and get messed up, get in an arena. Let's get ready to wrestle. Let's get ready to rumble. All right. That's what we've been doing the last couple of years, and this year is the most important. We've just got our skills levels up. Do not give up. Do not go gentle into that good night. My friends, we are here to fight like John Paul Jones said. We have not yet begun to fight. So listen on the rest of the show. Let me remind you, you're listening to Doc Holliday's Tea Party, and you're listening to us on 
webtalkradio.net. I'm your host, Ed Holiday, and you're listening to us on webtalkradio.net. And I'm telling you, we're going to be talking about rock-splitting politics. I like that term. How about you? Rock-splitting politics. And that's why I named my new book called Doc Holiday's Rock-Splitting Politics. And I'm telling you, things are changing. The Tea Party's changing the way we do business. The establishment heard it. They heard it loud and clear in South Carolina. Scared them to death. And they had to put several million dollars out down in Florida. But I'm telling you, this is not the end. <laughs> oh, no. It's not even, like Winston Churchill would say, it's not even the beginning of the end. But we can say the elections in 2010 were the first step. We're not even at the end of the beginning. We've got a long way to go. And this nomination for the Republican uh, nominee who's going to run against President Obama, it is not over. And that's why I wrote my book called Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. The subtitle is Tea Party versus the Status Quo. Who's the status quo? Well, read my book and find out. Find out about what is happening in the field, what's happening on the ground all across America. The Tea Party movement is just the beginning. That's not just the Tea Party movement. We are waking people up, and there's, there's pressure going against us. There's pressure going against those who want real change, and it's coming from both parties. It's coming from outside of parties. It's coming because we see the United States Constitution that binds us together and ties us to the past, and it is what has made America great, and we are here to defend the Constitution, to defend liberty and freedom, and to be the driving force for hope and liberty in the world today. And that's why we are on the air. And let me take this moment to say thank you for those internationally that's listening to Doc Holliday's Tea Party. I've got your notes from Russia, I've, and I've, I appreciate everything. I do have to take this time to say my book, Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. If you want my book and it overseas, you'll need to go through Amazon.com. You can look up uh, my book at Amazon, and you have to order it. International orders must go through Amazon.com. If you're in the States, yes, you can get my book by going to www.teaparty.ms. Glad you asked. And, uh, yes, we still have the Herman Cain 999 plan selling my book. That means $9.99 free shipping right now. Just gotta, we're going to have to end that uh, sometime soon but i'm telling you i want everybody that wants a copy to get the book thank you for those who have ordered it and now's the time now's the time to get fired up for the elections 2012 rock splitting politics that's why we serve up each week and we're going to have the rock splitting obama fact coming up at the end of the show so don't you uh, there, miss that one. It'll be our first one, and it's about something that's relevant for today in the housing market. So we'll have that coming up. Now, what I want to do is take a few minutes, and let's hear after the Florida primary. Let's hear. Now, in this first clip, we're going to listen to Rick Santorum, see what he said right after the Florida primary and uh, the election results came in. Before we do, I, don't let me forget, we got this week's Doc Holliday's Tombstone of the Week Award, and it goes to a whole set of folks, and it's called the Mainstream Media. And it goes to, I'm going to back up Mitt Romney on this, when Mitt Romney said that he was, he was 
looking forward to working and taking care of the middle class. And he said, you know, the rich, he didn't have to care about them. They could take care of themselves. And he said the poor, he didn't care about the poor because they had a safety net. But the mainstream media, all they said, Romney says he doesn't care about the poor. Oh, my goodness, the media really took him out of context, and they plastered it all over the headlines. Mitt Romney says he doesn't care about the poor. Wow. That gets this week's Doc Holliday's Tombstone of the Week Award goes to the mainstream media because they are already attacking anybody they think may threaten the presidency and the re-election of Barack Obama. They are biased in such a horrible way. That is the mainstream media. What they did gets this week's Tombstone a Week Award because what they did should be buried six feet in the ground below a tombstone. Now, let's see what Rick Santorum says. And then after that, we'll go to Newt Gingrich and see what he said about the Florida primary. Well, let me just get to that. First thing I, I, the, fir the first thing I want to do, uh, we're here in, uh, in beautiful Las Vegas, and uh, where the next primary of caucus state is going to be here in Nevada, where I think we're going to have a little different result right. than what we saw in Florida. want to congratulate uh, Governor Romney. Uh, he, uh, he ran a very spirited race, uh, and uh, he is to be congratulated for his, uh, his resounding victory in the state of Florida. So congratulations to Governor Romney. Uh, and let me just say, it's great to be back here on the campaign trail, uh, talking about the important issues of the day. And if, that's, if there's one message that I think we got from, uh, from the campaign in Florida, is that Republicans can do better. Yes. We, yes. Can do better than, yes. we can do better than the, uh, the discussion and, the, and the, uh, the dialogue and the, and the accusations that were going on in the state of Florida. And, and really, this campaign you know, went, uh, went downhill. Uh, I, I went to Florida and, and, of course, participated in the debates. I thought we did a pretty good job in those debates. Yeah. And while we didn't get into the melee at the negativism, as I said at that debate in Jacksonville on Thursday night, the American public does not want to see two or three candidates get into a mud, uh, you know, a mud wrestling match where everybody walks away dirty and not in a position to be able to represent our party proudly. We're going to have differences on the issues, and we need to talk about those differences on the issues. But what we saw in the last few weeks in the state of Florida is not something that's going to help us win this election. No. We need to, and I, and I said it, and I'll say it again. Governor Romney, you have every right to go out into the private sector and, and, and use the, the gifts that God has given you and the opportunities that you had and that you made for yourself and your hard work and make all the money that, that you can and, and do it in a way that helps our economy and, and certainly helps you and your family. And I'm not going to criticize you for doing that because that's how capitalism works. And I'm all for it. Cambridge, you went out and you took the talents that you have, and they're considerable, and you took the, uh, the effort and the hard work and the, and the knowledge and experience you got from, from working at the highest levels of government, and we now work with companies who had concerns about a government that was trying to run over them in many cases. And there's nothing wrong with that, and I congratulate you for the work that you did in support of those companies who deserve representation, as they are entitled to under the First Amendment of our Constitution, and I'm not going to criticize you for that. Yeah. All right? Yeah. But let's put those issues behind us 
and let's focus on the real issue, which is defeating Barack Obama. And yep, and that was, uh, that's uh, uh, Rick Santorum right there. And I think we could, uh, we could just uh, say that, that uh, what Rick had to say was uh, very diplomatic and very complimentary to his uh, rivals. And uh, could you be saying, I would like to be your vice president? Is that what Rick's saying? I don't know. But I do think he, he spoke very bluntly, very correctly in saying, let's get this thing focused on Barack Obama. And let's get this and all his mistakes and what Obama has done and, and his lack of leadership. I think that Rick said Torin came across very well in getting that point across. Now, uh, well, let's hear what uh, Newt Gingrich had to say when he finished up right there in Florida. executive order reinstating Ronald Reagan's Mexico City policy. No U.S. money will go anywhere in the world to pay for abortion, period. And finally, many of you may have noticed that the Obama administration has declared war on the Catholic Church and other religious institutions. I want you to know that on the very first day, I will sign an executive order repealing every anti-religious act of the Obama administration as of that moment. The reason I'm comfortable telling you all this is I have been studying what America needs to do since the fall of 1958 when my dad was stationed in Europe in the Army. I have been working at what we need to do as Congressman, Speaker of the House, in the private sector. I believe it is possible to get this country back on track. My commitment is to unleash the spirit of the American people, to find new and innovative and positive things, to do them seven days a week, to do them relentlessly, to do them without stop, to make sure that we have fundamentally gotten America back on the right track. And I pledge to each and every one of you personally, if you will reach out across the country, if you'll use Facebook and YouTube and Twitter and phone calls and even visits, if you will tell all of your friends in the other 46 states that there is a chance to nominate a conservative who knows what he's doing, who has done it before, and who has the courage and the determination to get it done. I promise you that if I become your president, I pledge to you my life, my fortune, and my sacred honor. This is about America. Thank you. Good luck and God bless you. All right, and that was Newt, Newt Gingrich. And Boy, he came out strong with those words right out of the Declaration of Independence. And I believe Newt's in it for the long haul, don't you? I believe he's wanting to go all the way. So we're going to have a battle on our hand. Let's see what happens. And between Newt and Rick, you heard them. I, I didn't have Mitt. Mitt was pretty happy of his win. And as you know, he made a mistake. And Well, he didn't really make a mistake, but you see what the press is going to do. When he said that uh, he was making a statement that he was working for the middle class, and 
and he didn't care about the rich because they could make their own. He said he, he, what he meant was he didn't care about the poor because they had a safety net and he fixed it. But when he said he didn't care about the poor, wow, that was all the headlines, all the media hit. So they are ready to sink Mitt, Mitt Romney. I mean, they are building up a war chest to sink this candidate. And I'm just putting it out there like it is. That's how I see it. It's Doc Holliday. When you talk about rock splitting politics, Obama and the people who control him and the powers that be in the liberal media and the liberal stratosphere, they will not relinquish power without a knockout, drag out fight. I can tell you, you talk about dirty politics, and that's what rock splitting politics needs to be. We need to be able to look beyond the rhetoric and see where they're going, and let's play smart and let's, as conservatives, get us, number one, I want to get the most conservative nominee we can. That means it's either going to be Rick Santorum or Newt Gingrich. Is it impossible? No, it's not impossible. Will it take hard work? Yes, it will take hard work. Do we need you? Yes, we do. So get in there where you can. Do not lose faith. Do not give up. Good things happen, and sometimes it just has to be in divine intervention. Now, I don't know what we got to do, all we can do, and that's what we can do. So don't give up. Yes, all those late nights of studying and looking what you can do, making phone calls, getting out and helping, it will pay off. Now, I told you I'd let you know about the who has, which president has two living grandsons. Was it Grover Cleveland, U.S. Grant, Abraham Lincoln or John Tyler? Okay, you got your, you written down your answer? <laughs> Let me give you the answer. <laughs> the answer is John Tyler, President John Tyler, who was president <laughs> two or three terms before Abraham Lincoln. We're talking about the 1850s, baby. <laughs> Man, you talk about, wow. Well, what it is, if you want to know, John Tyler, he had like 15 children, and his last child, uh, President Tyler, uh, 63, when his son, Lion Gardner Tyler, was born. And he didn't really have any children until he was in his 70s. So one was born in 19, uh, at least one's born in 1924. <laughs> Another was born in 1928. They're both still living. And, and that is amazing. John Tyler, president, long before Abraham Lincoln was, and he's got two living grandsons. That's America for you. And that's why I tell you, it is not a stretch to see. When I tell you, the listeners, you know what I'm talking about, and you listeners may not, but the 70-year itch in American politics. We're just in our third 70-year itch. Look, the, and what that is, I mean, every 70 years, give or take a few years, after the signing of the U.S. Constitution, after it's ratified, something major happens. First major happening was the Civil War. Second major happening was the Great Depression, World War II. And I'm telling you, we are in the third 70-year itch. And whoever gains control in this struggle in the next year or two, and I mean it's so important in 2012, because whoever gains control will probably get give the leadership and direction of this country for the next 70 years. We got to have the Senate and the White House and keep the House. We got to get conservatives that are really ready and willing to
to do what it takes to get this country turned around. I don't mean just, like Newt said, watching decay. We don't just watch her slow down and decay. Look, I'm a dentist. You don't slow decay. It's going to get in the nerve, and you're going to have an abscessed tooth, and you're going to have to have root canal and extraction. So let's don't slow the decay now, down. We have got to turn this country around. We've got to get some preventive measures. We've got, to, we've got to go in there and dig the decay out and put a filling in and get that tooth secure. And that's what I'm talking about. We've got to get some strong leadership. And now that brings me to this week's rock-splitting Obama fact. And the fact is, this president has failed the homeowners of America. They were so far underwater. For three years, he's been putting out different programs. And this, uh, this, this is a quote from President Obama himself. I quote it. Quote, I'll be honest. The programs that we put forward haven't worked at the scale that we hoped, Obama said. Not as many people have taken advantage of it as we wanted. Unquote. <laughs> well... Tell me that after three years, and you'll be honest with us, that the programs that you put forward haven't worked. Well, believe me, we know that, Mr. President. That's why you need to be out of office. And that—that that is this week's rock-splitting Obama fact. He, he even tells, told us himself that he'll be honest. That means many other times when he says, I won't be honest, he doesn't say I'll be honest because he knows, he knows, we know he's lying. Oh, man, who was it? Joe Wilson said, you lie. Well, he didn't lie this time. He said he'd be honest. The programs that we put forward haven't worked. <laughs> wow, what a quote from President Barack Obama. That's a good one to end with. Oh, thank you for listening to Doc Holliday's Tea Party. We'll be back next week, and I'm telling you this. Rock-splitting politics, that is just at the preposis of where we are. Wow, we have got to get this nation turned around, and you are important. You're the very thing that we need, a motivated, activated citizen willing to get out and work and get on Facebook and email and knock on doors and make phone calls. It's, it's, that's what's going to do it. That's what's going to do it. I'm glad you're listening to Doc Holliday's Tea Party. I'll see you next week, and it'll be the week of Valentine's Day. So go out and celebrate. We'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us today, and remember to listen again next week for another edition of Doc Holliday's Tea Party. You can order Ed's book, Walk With Me, A Patriot's Guide, from the Boston Tea Party to today's Tea Party Revolution by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.